0: Welcome to the Business Processes Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, David Jennings. In a moment, I'm going to introduce our guest, John Ferreira from Nimble, and I'll give you his full bio. This episode was taken from the Business Systems Summit, so you're going to hear that intro in a moment. But I wanted to summarize things for you right up front so you knew what to expect and what's happening inside this episode and what to watch out for. John is a bit of a legend when it comes to the CRM space. He developed one of the first CRMs called Goldmine and in this episode he's going to share his complete system for the way that he connects and deepens relationships with key people of influence, with partners and prospects. He's a bit of an old school guy so he's got this process for the way that he connects but It's built on fundamentals that can then be very easily deployed right now in the real world. It's about identifying who you want to connect with. It's about getting on their radar, following up and following through and deepening that relationship. It effectively are his social media secrets. It's a system that you can deploy in your business. Now, when you think about systems, if you know anything about the way that I think about business, your business is simply a collection of systems. And this is a system that would fall into your sales and your marketing department. Now, if you wanna learn a little bit more about the way that I think of business, I've got a new book that's coming out in August 2020 called Systemology. Effectively, it's the system for systemizing your business. It shows you step one, step two, all the way through to step number seven on how to take your business from having zero systems to one that runs like a finely oiled machine. Now, the book comes out in August 2020. You can sign up to the notification list, or depending on when you listen to this episode, you might even be able to grab yourself a copy. That's just over at systemology.com forward slash book. That's systemology.com forward slash book. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. I'm your host, David Jennings, and in this session, we're going to be chatting with John Ferreira from Nimble. He's uh, yeah, someone that I've been very much looking forward to interview. They're one of our key sponsors for the summit, and they only recently caught my eye, and I, I kind of wonder now how I missed it up until now. It pretty much centralizes and connects all of your networks, things like clients, Prospects, friends, pretty much everyone into a single location, then makes it searchable, compiles and combines a lot of data from things like email, social networks, and a lot of things that are publicly available, and then puts it all into this one spot. Now, I suppose what gets me excited is I've got a good number of colleagues where I kind of keep an eye out for them, things of interest, things like articles or podcasts and then i send it to them as a way to keep top of mind but i've always found it hard to go beyond just a handful of of contacts and i can see how nimble really extends that reach lets you set activities and reminders and has deep integrations with things like 366 degrees which is another one of the sponsors from the event so no doubt you'll hear more about them but i wanted to tell you a little bit more about john I don't know if you remember a CRM called Goldmine. It is still around, but I remember it way back in the day being pretty much the first and the best CRM platform out there or business content management type software. I think I probably read about it in PC Magazine or something like that. Our guest, he was one of the original founders of that software and they built it from nothing, ended up selling it for $120 million in cash in 1999, which... Timing wise is pretty amazing. That's right in the the middle of that tech bubble. So talk about good timing. And then like all good entrepreneurs, he's experienced the highs and the lows of life, having survived a, a life threatening head tumor, and he's come out fighting, giving him a new lease on life. And it sounds like these, I kind of wish that I had a three part series with guests like this. So it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome John to the summit.
1: Thank you, David. I really appreciate any opportunity that I can have a conversation with others about how others might grow, because I really believe that our purpose on this planet is to grow and that we grow best by helping other people grow. And so any opportunity to have a conversation about life, its journeys and how to achieve your dreams is a good day for me.
0: Very generous with your time and your ideas. I've already listened to a few of your interviews and I know We've got a lot to cover in this session. We're going to look at your system. It's a step-by-step system for growing sales through social content, conversation, and influence. So I thought as a way to start, maybe if we could just start off by just talking about some of the problems that you think this system aims to solve for different business owners. And then we can kind of go through a bit step-by-step how you approach the process.
1: Yeah, well, I think ultimately, I think we all struggle with being top of mind with people that matter in our lives. And if you're not top of mind, when people need your products and services, they're never going to pick up the phone and call you when they need you or drag their friends with them. And so the process that I'm going to outline in our conversation today is how to set yourself up as a trusted advisor, how to become top of mind with your prospects and customers and their influencers as well how to make it so that you don't have to cold call, that people actually cold call you because you're continuously adding value to the constituency, the community, the people around your business and creating a natural, sustainable, self sort of growing garden around your business.
0: Mm. And it's just, I think, an ever-increasing challenge the more noisy the marketplace gets. There's so many different things grabbing at people's attention to stay front of mind is becoming more and more. Well, I mean, you,
1: look, you you want to know what the struggle is. Just walk around and look at the way people live. They live like this. Yeah. Right. And so how do you become part of that? And there's a Dunbar limit that you can only manage hundred to 200 people in your head at one time. And how do you manage your own network and how do you stay part of other people's networks that matter to you? all these things will come.
0: Mm-mm-mm. And I'm hoping uh, your system, it'll probably evolve on my, my scraps of paper type system. I've got a little pile here whenever an idea pops into my head or I've got to contact someone. It lives on the, these little bit of paper, but I know you've got a bit more of a, a structured process. So yeah, I'd love for you to take us through. Okay.
1: So I think that the key thing starts with creating a persona. Because ultimately, what this process is all about is driving eyeballs to your professional and personal identities in the various places that they are. And if you're not part of the conversation of your prospect customers and their influencers on a daily basis, then you can't stay top of mind with them. And if you think about the sort of evolved natural buying cycle, it's not a funnel anymore. The funnel was created by the French in the late 1800s. And I think the funnel is more of a pretzel these days. It's a journey. And if you want to know more about that journey, Google Mackenzie customer journey. And what you'll see is a whole PDF uh, about 15 pages that discusses the way people buy today. And if you want to know how people buy, just think about the way that you buy. So when I have something that I need to buy, there's usually a trigger that makes me decide that something breaks or something's broken. And I then go out and make my sort of purchase decision set. And I don't do that by going to the websites of the manufacturers. I do that where people are having conversations about the products and services that I'm considering. And I look for other people like me or experts who could share their knowledge about it. So this, the, the challenge that you have as a business person is to become one of those trusted advisors, those experts in and around the areas of promise of your products and services. So how do you do that? Number one is you set up an identity. So that means setting up identity in all the usual places, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, ideally places like Instagram and others as well. And that starts with a great picture because people connect with eyes and faces. So make sure you have a great avatar. And if you want to see a good example of an avatar, go to any of my identities. You can go to my LinkedIn. It's J-O-N Ferrara, F E R R A R A. just Google me and you'll find my avatar. That avatar actually was taken two years ago at a Microsoft summit. There was a gentleman there with nine lights, nine lights to create shadows and lights and backgrounds, to create three dimensions and to light up my eyes. And once you have a great photograph an avatar, then what you want to do is create a nice background. That's that big image at the top of LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. And then you want to create a nice bio that talks about your passions and purpose in life, and not just the business side, but also the personal side, because people connect on your personal side. I call it the five F's of life. They connect on family, food, friend, family, food, friends, and fellowship. I know I, I forgot one there. But the thing is, is that you can't just talk about business and life, because people don't connect on just the business level. And once you've created the identities, and there's more to like identities, like on a LinkedIn one, you can want to post like some, videos that you've done or some uh, posts that you've done, whatever, professional contributions that you've done, other things. But once you've created identities, then what you want to do is to start to drip content. And what that looks like, it's like a fishing lure that you drop into the digital social river to get people to bite on it. Now, Creating content isn't the easiest thing, especially for a math computer science major like me, who struggled in English, my second language, even though I was born in America. So what I do is identify people who in, who inspire and educate me in and around the areas of promise my products and services. So thought leaders in social sales and marketing, I find content that resonates with me. And then I share that content by attributing their name, you know, pound, uh, at whatever the name of the person is, and then hashtag in the category appropriately, pound sales, pound marketing, pound social, whatever the areas of promise your products and services are. And what that is, is essentially creates interactions and conversations. So that's the first step. Now, how do you identify great content? If you go into the places where people in and around your areas of products and services have conversations and you read and listen, and you watch how people react, eventually you'll get a feel for it. but there's actually tools that help you to do that. One of the tools is called Buzzsumo, Buzzsumo.com, and that will basically tell you influencers as well as content that has high reach and relevance in and around the areas of promise and of your products and services. So if you are a, a wine salesperson, you can find influencers and content people around wine. And it's pretty much the same with anything. And then you start sharing that content. But it's not just enough about sharing content. You need to then listen and engage with those people to start conversations.
0: And so the, the when, thought leaders that, that are sharing the con, the content or talking, you're talking about with engaging with conversations. Is that with those thought leaders that you're sharing content from? Or no, it's actually both.
1: Think? It's actually both. So number one, set up a professional persona. Number two, identify the influencers of your prospects, in and around the areas of promise your products and services. Number three, share the content. And identifying the influencers, BuzzSumo, there's other tools beyond that, but BuzzSumo is one, it's free. The other one, sharing the content, I use Buffer app, but you can use Hootsuite or various other tools to queue up content. And then you want to share that on your various identities. And what I do is I share multiple times throughout the day, depending on the channel like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, I share different levels or different types of content. And so the frequency on Twitter might be more than something like on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, but then also the the type of content. Don't just talk about business stuff on your identities. As an example, uh, a thought leader I know at Microsoft shares pictures of him and his pug or him and his, his son hiking. And people connect on those areas of commonality. I talked about that, the five Fs of life. But then once people start to engage with you, generally speaking, the most engagement you're going to get isn't from the influencers of the content you're sharing it from. It's from people trying to be better, smarter, faster in those areas of promise of products and services. So my product is a tool that helps you build personal brand and identity and to uh, engage in relationships and drive sales and marketing and so I share content that is inspiration, education around those areas. And then usually people who want to be better at those things, engage, listen to those types of posts and engage. Also, the audience of the influencer wrote it, also the influencer themselves. All these people yeah. will engage. And then what you do is before you engage and respond to that person, ideally you do a little homework on that person so you can engage In a more one-to-one relevant authentic way like with you i'd see that you are a small business influencer and consultant yourself and i might reference that in our in the response to you and there's tools that you could use in researching something very quickly in the process of engaging with them online in twitter facebook and linkedin nimble happens to be one of them and then when you do engage don't engage with the purpose to sell them, engage with the purpose to serve them. I believe that service is the new sales and that sales is a four letter word and nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants to buy a better version of themselves. That's what you should be selling, a better version of that person, which means when you engage with them, whether in the little bit that you do digitally or ideally in that digital engagement, what you wanna do is bring that digital communication to a human face-to-face. When you do that, don't just jump into talking about yourself or your products or services. What you want to do is you want to do your homework about the person or the company, ask them some questions, shut up and just listen. If you let people talk, they'll tell you everything that you need to know in order to find ways to add value, and then make suggestions about how you might help them grow by introductions or ideas about growing their business if you do all of that properly they're going to ask you about yourself and at that point you can talk a little bit about yourself or your products and services but ideally the whole purpose of doing the cycle of engagement isn't to sell it's more to serve and to build relationships that are paid for relationships that ultimately will come back around and help you grow.
0: I'm curious as far as like time investment on this, is this something where you would carve out some time each day and this is a a consistent ritual? Is it something that you manage personally or that you have a team member help? How does that look?
1: So it's something that you can manage personally. I do this myself. I think any professional person is passionate about their profession, right? Yep. And they read stuff in the morning with their coffee, where they're just, you know, learning more about whatever they do they do. When you're reading content and it inspires you, cue it up. And so as you read and drink your coffee in the morning, I cue up stuff for the day. And then sometime during the day, I might take a break and look at my notifications and respond and engage with some people. And so you could actually do this maybe for a half hour in the morning to cure content and a half hour in the, in the afternoon to engage. It could be as simple as that. Yeah. As you start to do this at scale, though, you're going to get much more interactions and you're going to get over-connected and over-communicated if you do exactly what I tell you to do, at which point you need a system around it and need to build more process around it. That's why we built Nimble in order to manage the thousands of contacts that you end up getting and the processes that you need because it's the basics that win the games and it's the basics where most people fail. It's the follow up and follow through that most people don't do effectively. How many times, David, has somebody told you they're gonna do something and they don't do it?
0: Almost daily, you always get someone.
1: Yes, yes. And so if you say you're going to introduce somebody to someone, if you say you're going to follow up and do something, you need to schedule that task against their record for yourself or the team member who's going to do it and then make sure that you do it. And so I think that the reason why most serums fail is you work for them and you have to go to them to work with them. And they don't work for you by automatically building the record on people and companies and logging every interaction. So you could do the basics which is log the note on the conversation, schedule the next action, because if you don't have a next action with somebody, you don't have a relationship, you don't have a next step that you do with somebody. And the whole purpose of putting somebody in this cycle of building these connections to create conversations, to create these mutual beneficial relationships is to drive a mutually beneficial outcome from that relationship, but that won't happen without systems. And so to sort of re-summarize what we're talking about is you establish your identities, you identify influencers and content in and around the areas of promise, your products and services. You queue that content up. Then you listen and engage with the intent to add value to that other person. You connect in a relevant, authentic way uh, and uh, find ways to add value to that person. And then you follow up and follow through. And I actually have a, the five E's of social business or social selling. It's educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customers. And so you create content that is educational and enchanting. You engage with a person to empower that person and you embrace them with the intent to help them grow. And if you do this cycle properly, you're going to find that you're going to end up with a thousand connections, 5,000 connections. I think today I might have 30,000 Twitter followers. And all of that was built by one-to-one conversations and one-to-one relationships that resulted in me becoming a thought leader in social sales and marketing myself. And so if you think about the whole process that I'm teaching here, it's a lot like a cocktail party. You don't walk into a cocktail party and say, hey, anybody wanna buy some small business consulting? You walk in and you kinda look around and you identify some people you might wanna connect with. And then you go up to those people and you begin to listen to the conversation. Eventually you find ways to add value to the conversation. If you do that properly, somebody's gonna turn to you and go, David, you seem to know a lot about small business marketing. What do you do? And then at that point, you have a chance to have a conversation about what you do. And and soon, when new people walk in the room, they see you standing there next to those thought leaders having the conversation, and then you eventually become one of those thought leaders. And so, if you want to become an influencer in and around the areas of promise to your products and services, just follow that formula, and it's really simple to do, and you'll be surprised at what happens over a period of time. People overestimate what they can do in a year. Or they underestimate what they can do in five years.
0: Mm-hmm. Once that ball is rolling and you mentioned that idea of the follow-up, because now you're kind of moving into that stage. Have mm-hmm. you seen any interesting ways again to to break out of the noise or any particular types of engagement, whether, you know, we talked a lot about online, whether or not any of your strategy involves, okay, picking up the phone or sending a real-world physical birthday card or those sorts of things? Uh,
1: I really think that the more digital we get, the more human we need to be. And simply picking up the phone or actually going and meeting somebody face-to-face for a pint or a coffee or a bite to eat is the best way to deepen and build relationships doing a, an actual card, and I do get cards and I save them. I'm looking for one that might be handy That uh, because I do save them. I love getting cards from people. I think that sending people cards, making a video and sending somebody a video, anything that sets you apart from the masses. And that's why I connect and communicate sometimes on social as opposed to email, because if you look at email today, we're all buried. Look, look at that number. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Right. It's overwhelming. And so if you do what I tell you to do, you're gonna get so overconnected, overcommunicated, that you're gonna to need to build systems to stand out and to follow up and follow through. And that's one of the reasons why I got back into business after selling gold mine to build a new company, because I think our purpose on this planet is to grow and the best way to grow is to help other people grow. And I build tools that help people achieve their dreams. And by doing that, it helps me to grow myself.
0: Yeah. One thing when it comes to the connecting and listening and all those sorts of things, you're great at just engaging wherever that conversation is going on. There's a lot of conversations going for you. How, how do you uh, manage where you're listening because there's just so much going on.
1: Well, I mean, they, they, back in the day when the APIs were open, you could actually have a singular place to listen from back in the day when Nimble had all those APIs where all the notifications from Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram were all coming into Nimble or like a thing like Hootsuite, et cetera. But now you just have to go to the places and do that engagement. But the problem is, is that Typically, the way I see it is that relationships are messy and they're soft and they start in soft places and they lead to firm places and then back to the soft places again. So I'm going to give you a story of an example of an engagement where I built a relationship by building my identity, sharing content, becoming a thought leader and trusted advisor. And this person started to talk about me and I took that conversation into the real world. And now this person is a friend and evangelist and customer of of Nimble. So as I shared, I share content to inspire and educate other people about how I might help them grow. And this caused this person to see me and my products as something of significance. And he referred to me and my product in a conversation that he was having with another Serum Thought Leader. And because my software Nimble listens to people talking about my team, my brand, or myself, and then enriches that person with people and company data and surfaces the ones that that match the DNA of people that matter to me, it told me I should go listen to this conversation. So I actually went and listened to the conversation and Nimble automatically built a record on this person and told me that they were the head of serum and data at Disney, that's Walt Disney uh, Company. And so I was able to respond effectively in the Twitter stream right there, but also because Nimble automatically gave me his email and phone number and because of the way he was talking about me, I was able to email him right there from the Twitter stream because nimble plugs into the Chrome browser and thank him and that email then shifted the conversation from Twitter to email to a LinkedIn invite from him and then to a LinkedIn conversation and then to a email and a calendar invite where we basically met for breakfast and Nimble followed me through that all of that because we have a Chrome plugin that follows the conversation. And whenever I highlight the conversation, it brings up the record, giving me insights on that person and the history of interaction. But most importantly, the ability to follow up and follow through by logging notes and scheduling tasks. And that's why we fail as a human being, is that we work for our CRM or contact tools and we have to go to them to use them. And that's why most people don't do it, because it's just too much work. And so one of the points I want to emphasize here is that conversations organically start in any place and then ideally you want to take that conversation to a firmer place which typically ends up being a LinkedIn connection and then typically email and a calendar connection but ultimately if you're doing all that right you want to bring it to face to face but then after that bring it to the softer personal places and I find that a relationship just like a chair has multiple legs. So a chair has at least three legs, most have four or five or six. And if you think you're gonna build a relationship with somebody just on LinkedIn, that's like walking into my business lobby. You get to know my business persona. But if you wanna connect on the five F's of life, the softer side, the places where the deep personal relationships happen, then you wanna go into the softer places like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and ideally face to face, because that's where we share the personal side of ourselves and it's the personal commonalities that you share with somebody that builds the deeper relationships. Do you see my wall here? Yes, it. Yeah. So, in the old days, I used to teach people when you go in somebody's office, look at their wall. So, good the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the knickknacks they collect. All of these are clues in who that person is and what you have in common with them. And when you share things that you have in common with somebody, you develop intimacy and trust. And it's that intimacy and trust that will ride you through any business situation, including price changes or delivery matters or whatever it is. And so that's why you want to be able to take these digital connections, make them human connections, and then continue to touch or nurture that relationship as it goes along. So when a rocket ship takes off or when a car goes from zero to 60, that's where most of the fuel Happens to get it to velocity. But to keep it at velocity requires very little fuel. The same is true with relationships. A lot of the work is getting the relationship established. But once it's established, it's like the plates that those performers do on their fingers at the uh, circus. Yep. So to get it going, you got to go like that. But to make it go, you can touch it every once in a while. And so what you need to do is you need to c- periodically connect in order to stay top of mind and to maintain the relationship. Think of the relationships that you build around your personal or professional identities like a sustainable garden. It requires you to get in the garden on a daily basis and just do a little bit of work. If
0: you do that, then the garden will produce bounties for you. It's uh, funny for the busy business owner, a lot of them don't have that time and make that time because they're so busy doing the operations of things and I find that's a big thing of what we try and do with systems and processes to try and get some parts of their business a bit more automated or a bit more consistent. That gives them a bit of space then to listen and watch out for these opportunities because that there is a lot of serendipity that happens in business. A lot of people just miss it though because they're so yeah.
1: focused. <laughs> I think that social media is increasing the transparency and expectations of the way we work, play, buy, and sell. It's making the global community into a small community and really bringing us back in time. If you think about 100 years ago, we all lived in small villages, and our brand was built on the promises that what we make and the experience that we deliver, and we built personal relationships with people. We brought them to our home, to a pub, to an event. And basically, that is, I think, happening again now digitally. And I think that it doesn't really take as much time as you think. You do need processes for it, but it's so critical for your life success to do that
0: personal level of
1: connection with people. Mm.
0: I think it's one of those things that... um the sooner you start, the better because it's the the networks. Like you were saying, people underestimate what they can actually get done in in five years oftentimes. So it's just a matter of starting and building those connections and having some systems and processes in place. Are there any final steps for this system once it's kind of underway? Like it's it's quite straightforward and I find usually the best systems are very straightforward and then it's just a matter of consistency.
1: Well, I think that I talked about using other people's content in order to build your brand and identity in and around the areas of promise of your products and services but I do think it's important for you to begin to think about how you can create content and if you're not a good writer you could do what we're doing right here right begin to have conversations with other thought leaders and and do that on video and then begin to share that stuff and so you don't actually have to do any content you just reach out and build relationships with other people that are inspirational, educational in around the areas of products, your products and promises of services, and, and record them and share them, create like a, a one minute or two minute clip, make it a native video in your stream. Ideally take some of their words and put it as an embedded text within the video and then link that to a blog post that has the larger video with a summary of the conversation that you had and if you do that once a month in combination with sharing other people's content, then you will build a garden around your business of prospects and customers. But don't forget about your customers and prospects influencer. And I'll, I'll leave you with a story of how we grew Goldmine on $5,000 without a dime of venture and basically how pioneer contact management and CRM before Outlook or Salesforce existed. What I did was identify the influence of my prospect. Back in those days, it was the person that sold that small business their network. Back in those days, there was no NT server. It was only Novell and Banyan. So I cold called every Novell reseller and I got them to use it because people sell what they know and they know what they use. Then they started recommend it and resell it. And that's how we got to our first $100,000 a month in revenue. And so if I was trying to access small businesses, I might build relationships with their technology consultant or with their accountant or with their marketing or sales consultant. But these are just some ideas of using influencer marketing to access prospects at scale. And it's a very powerful method.
0: Mm, I think that seems to be one of your secret weapons when it came to, to build that business. And I know oftentimes people, you know, yes, it's important to have a really great platform, software, tool, whatever it is that you're selling that needs to be you know, world class, but also you've, you've got to get out there and market it. And people already have, oftentimes there are influencers who already have the relationship with your target audience and it's much easier to connect in with them and then have them introduce your platform. So yeah, I I saw you had done that a couple of times with Goldmine, and really same with nimble as well. That's like part of your secret sauce.
1: It really is. It's more powerful when other people talk about you and then when you talk about you. And so you referred to how you found out about Goldmine. You found out about it through PC Magazine. Well, think about it. PC Magazine didn't write about contact management or serum until I started talking to them about it. And so after I established the Nobel resellers as my influencer, they asked me for leads. Well, how do you give them leads if you don't have money or, or knowledge of how to advertise? So I started contacting the publications that had, reach in relevance with my prospects, like PC Magazine and Fortune and Forbes and Inc. And I said, how can I help you write more stories? They said, tell us stories about how people are using technology to grow. So I started telling stories and they basically started writing articles about it. And we ended up getting more awards in print than all the other products combined. So it really is through storytelling and getting other people to tell those stories of how we created Goldmine and Nimble, and anybody can use these tools to grow their business. So we basically grew our company and I'm looking for another book here. This is a good book that I do recommend, The New Rules of PR and Marketing by David Meerman Scott. Read that book. It will give you some really good ideas of how to use guerrilla PR and guerrilla marketing and guerrilla social selling to grow your business. But if you just follow my five E's of social business, educate, enchant, engage, embrace, and empower your customers and connect with people on the five Fs of life, family, friend, food, fun, and fellowship, you will surely achieve your dreams in life. And I hope that your dreams include powering other people's dreams because you can get more out of life by helping other people get what they want out of life than just seeking what you want in life to begin
0: with. Perfect. All right, John, I think we've covered your system really well. I'm going to put obviously a lot of links underneath this video, things through to your LinkedIn and also across to Nimble and Nimble get quite a few mentions throughout the summit. Are there any other places you suggest people go if they want to keep in touch with your work? You know, you just
1: Google me and you'll find my identities and connect with whatever identity resonates with you. And I recommend that you Google yourself. And if you don't end up on the first page uh, with a few of your accounts, then start working towards that. But feel free to connect with me on whatever channel works for you. My email is nimble.com. That makes it really easy. But I warn you that uh, email is not the best way to reach me as I showed you before. And And if you do decide to try Nimble yourself, I'll give you a code, J-O-N-40, where you can get 40% off your first three months if you decide to be a customer.
0: Perfect. We'll definitely link that up. I know we're going to put together a special offer for for Nimble. So thanks again, John, for your time and appreciate you being on the summit. Thank you, David. It's a real pleasure. You've just been listening to the System Hub podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.